0: following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to beangarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That dot B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to show.net There you can listen to the free stream, weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can catch up on the podcast or listen live anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. And inside this segment, like we do each and every Thursday, with Dorn Mayhew, one of America's and the world's top CPA, accounting, and business firms. Josh Garvey, who runs the GR office for Dorn Mayhew, joins me and Lomas Brown, the former Lion. He's on the Lion's Radio Network. Uh, Josh Garvey's son got an old-school Christmas stocking stuffer (laughs) present and boom, there is a Lomas Brown. He's got he's got the old school helmet grill. I mean, his son. And then I said, you know, Lomas, you need to sign that for Josh's son. He goes, well, it depends. You know, I begin at 150 ink. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. He's a nice guy. It's cool to see that, man. You know what? We're with royalty, Josh. You understand that, right? That's right. We are. Um. We are. And and then there's Lomas. Lomas is with us, too. That's right. He's tagging right along. (laughs) You're with royalty, Josh. And you're with Lomas Brown, the former Lion and part of the Lions radio network. Uh, You know, we're all in a good mood uh, because for a while there in Minnesota, during the course of what seemed like five different games, It looked like the Lions were in control, then they're going to blow it, then they're back in control, then they're going to blow it, and they get the pick at the end to win uh, the NFC North. And, Josh, I'll begin with you. You know, you're flying your Lions gear. I'm wearing my Lions hat. We're talking with Lomas. Uh, A win is a win. We've been saying that the last six weeks on this segment, but they took care of business. They won the NFC North. They have guaranteed no worse than the three seed, so they get their home home. Playoff game, first one ever in Ford Field history, and they still have a shot at the one seed. It's crazy to hear you say that. Well, watching that game watching that game Sunday, it didn't feel like this team was going to be two wins away from the one seed. You're you're wondering if they're even going to make the playoffs because you see Seattle won, and if Minnesota wins the last two, Lions could have been shut out of the playoffs if they lost that game.
0: You're right, and you're seeing the big plays, and you're looking at the quarterback going, Mullins, what's happening here? So... Jefferson was getting some big plays downfield. They had us all nervous for a minute. Nervous is the understatement of the year, Josh. Absolutely. But a road win in the NFL, we've talked about this all year, is hard to do. And they went in there and they got another W on the road.
1: So, Lomas, you're there with Dan Miller, TJ Lang on the Lions Radio Network. Take me through what you were thinking during the course of that game in Minneapolis.
2: Yeah, you're right. The emotions were all over the place because it was one of those types of games. But you knew it was going to be that type of game because Minnesota wasn't going to give it up. They're still mathematically alive in the playoffs. Uh, they wanted to defend their champ, you know, their NFC North championship. So, and they were at home, so they weren't going to give it up easy. But I think that that goes to the Lions being able, to, like you say, play different ways. You know, having to do different things, having to come back, having to try to defend the lead. Uh, you know, having to overcome bad situations throughout the game, and that's what's going to happen. But it's going to be even more on that and then tense and also a more critical level each and every game because, like I said before, once you start getting close to playoff time, once you start preparing yourself for seeding in the playoffs – each and every play starts becoming more and more important. So you got to start concentrating in not on series, but eventually on each and every play. And um, I think the Lions have been doing a good job of overcoming a lot of things and coming out with the win.
1: Yeah, and as Josh mentioned, uh, a road win is a road win uh, in the NFL. They now look ahead to the Cowboys on Saturday night in Dallas who have been the best home team In the NFL just dominating and on the road, especially the last two games, uh, you're wondering what's going on. But they did play two pretty good teams in Buffalo, at Buffalo, and the same thing uh, with the Dolphins. So, Josh, I'll begin with you. Uh, Once we get through the excitement of winning the NFC North, guaranteeing a home playoff game, the reality is there still are two games left on the schedule in Texas on Saturday. Vikings at home could mean something. So what about this matchup with the Cowboys?
0: This is a tough matchup, and we talked about this one over in Troy at the start of the season. Dallas is coming off two tough uh, games here. Uh, They had a close game against Miami, really close game, where they lost at the last seconds of the game on that field goal. So Dallas at home, very tough team. We've seen it at home. They've been a machine. They, 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 They put up big points. Uh, Prescott and that receiving core is tough, especially at home. And They've played well and makes me a little nervous because their strength uh, defeats, really attacks one of our weaknesses, which is our secondary. And they've got those receivers with C.D. Lamb uh, and crew and Prescott. Um, they scare me a little bit. I'll be honest. They scare me at home. And this game, Lomas,
1: to me, I talked about this on the show yesterday. And Lomas Brown joining us on the huge show across Michigan each and every week, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA, accounting and business firms. Troy is their world headquarters. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, and he runs the Grand Rapids office. This game Saturday night, I know you still have a shot at the one seed if San Francisco could lose a game and the Lions win, too. But how they play the Cowboys will tell me if they're prepared to make a deep playoff run.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to tell us a lot of things, um, this game coming up, um, especially against a good team like Dallas. And a lot of the things Josh said is a lot of things I watched don't see These guys are fast at home. Uh, They want to play from the – they want the lead. So they want to play with a lead. Uh, They want to get that home crowd into it. So those are things – all those things I mentioned, they're going to want to try to run the ball so they can throw the ball against us. All these things are what playoff teams are going to try to do to us. So, yes, you're right. This is a great measure to to see how our team responds in certain situations because – we are going to be in these situations, and these are going to be critical situations. Like I say, as you get farther and farther in the season, so yes, Dallas is still a team that has a lot in front of them too. They still have have an opportunity to win their their division, so they want to do that too. So it's a crucial, crucial game, and don't don't be uh, you know a lot of things going to take place on the field. But don't sleep on the matchup off the field between the coaches and these offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, too, going up against each other.
1: So, Lewis, how do you think they will respond uh, on Saturday? Like I said, the Cowboys have been destroying everybody uh, at home. Uh, what's your forecast on what you've seen from the Lions going back to Minneapolis? How they match up against the Cowboys? Uh, how will that game shake out in Big D?
2: Yeah, this may be more more me speaking with my heart more so than anything else. Um, I just think if Dallas gets the ball first, they win the coin toss, and if they're able to go down and score against us right away or go down and put up seven points on us and get the lead – it's going to make it tough the rest of that game on us. I just think if we get the the coin toss and we're able to go down and do the opposite – or even if we don't score, if we're able to stop Dallas on their first possession, I think that'll go a long ways towards calming us down, getting us in the groove of the game, just little things like that that you kind of need to happen. But I'm not going to – like I said, I'm not going to pick against the Lions the rest of the season. I'm just not. And I know early I think I had that as a loss when we picked preseason. I think I had Dallas as a loss. But these guys are showing me –
1: so much and how they respond back I'm just not going to go against them so Josh uh, uh, Lomas uh, basically took the fifth here in the court of uh, Lions predictions (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, at the end end of our conversation I guess I'm not going to ask so Lomas who do you like Saturday night (laughs) I'm going with the Lions (laughs) yeah because you have nothing to lose based on the way Dallas has played at home Uh, the matchup uh, with the Cowboys they they Ferocious pass rush. Uh, They have receivers that can go deep, that are quick. Uh, They're secondary strong. Um, Lions are a a six-and-a-half-point underdog on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. Uh, It's tough for me to pick the Lions based on the Cowboys not losing, but like Lomas said, I don't want to pick against them right now because we're getting to the playoffs, and there's such a good vibe off of winning the NFC North. Why – why do you like the Lions in any way, shape, or form to win on Saturday night? What is it that you say this could be the difference on how, as an underdog, they go beat the Cowboys and stay alive for the one seed in the NFC? I'll
0: be honest. I put this as a loss early on in the preseason. Too. We all
1: did. I, I, in my 14-3 and three prediction, I think I had at Baltimore – at the Cowboys, and by the way, Baltimore looks like the best team in the NFL right now. So that loss after what they did to the San Francisco, you know, Lions are still in that you know top seven, top eight group in the NFL, if not a little bit higher, closer to five or six. But um, yeah, I mean, I th- those were my two losses. I I wasn't sold on Kansas City uh, being a W, and they got a shot to finish thirteen and four. So why do you like them to? Well, what, would, what would be
0: the thing that needs to happen for the Lions to upset the Cowboys? I think, going back to Lomas's comment here, I think Lomas is right. If, if Dallas comes out and controls possession, coin toss, possession one of the game, and they come down and score, that crowd and that momentum is going to shift all in their favor. And I think it'll be hard to come back from that. Reverse that if we get the ball first and we come down and we score a touchdown and really put our flag in the ground I think that we'll have a great chance Uh, turnovers uh, we have to limit those Um, Montgomery and Gibbs have got to get the ball and do their thing Um, you've got to see golf take care of the ball Uh, last week he did that with Minnesota on the road no picks Uh, we have to limit the turnovers and when there's red zone opportunities you better score touchdowns at Dallas no field goals you better score touchdowns so um, that, that's where, that's where my, my gut is huge. Um, I'll be honest. I think the momentum goes with, I think Dallas wins the game. Sorry, i but. <laughs> I think Dallas wins the game. Loma
1: said he's not calling you about getting the autograph for <laughs> your kids, Lomas Brown, old school Fleer card. I guess our lunch meetings are over too. Um, but uh, um, he I said just, he's busy now. He'll call you after the first of the year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love the Lions. I love what I see. Obviously, my heart and soul into the Detroit Lions, uh, but the NFC East is still hanging out there for Dallas. They're playing for that chip. They're coming off that tough loss at Miami. They're going home, or they've been a machine all year. Our secondary is our weak point. Their receivers are their strong point. I just, I think Dallas is going to get the win. Uh, Sorry to say, but I think Dallas gets the win at home.
1: Well, and by the way, I want to congratulate Josh Garvey (laughs) uh, in the Grand Rapids accounting a uh, theater group. Uh, he played Grinch in three shows. <laughs> the Grinch who stole the lion's victory. It's a wonderful sports family type play, and it's pretty good. Like his kid has a Lomas Brown, uh, you know, stocking stuffer card, and uh, Josh playing the Grinch takes Lomas's card and said, "You're not getting it back." <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, it's well worth the buck fifty admission fee. I it would is. recommend it. For I'll get you
0: guys in for free. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Get us on the VIP list. You're on the VIP list.
1: <laughs> uh, Lomas, away from what happened Saturday night, they are guaranteed at least that three seed in the NFC. The home playoff game. I think this playoff game will will be a time, just like the Cowboys game is Saturday night, for the Lions to show that the past is really behind them, that this isn't just a fluke year where they got lucky that they're ready to go next level. Now I I look at that home playoff game and find that to be a very important crossroads moment for the Lions, this new look Lions.
2: Remember, you go back, we said one of my things was win our division, check, we'll get a home playoff game, check, and win that playoff game, check. So that's what we got to check off. So you're right. You got to win that game. You can't host the playoff game and not win that game. You know, they just it, it to me it'll throw a damper on the season, even though you've done a lot more than I think people expected. But I just think that it's so important to win a home playoff game for these uh the crowd, for the fans. Um and, and yeah, and they've set they set themselves up to host the game so you might as well win the game. So that's how I'm looking at it. So, yes, it is important for them to come out with a victory um, when they host the playoff game.
1: Lomas Brown, former Lion, part of the Lions Radio Network. Lions had the Cowboys on Saturday night. Lions is six-and-a-half-point underdog on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Joins us each and every Thursday with Lomas. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can always drop it at Huge Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. All right. uh, Lions MVP with two games remaining. Winning the NFC North. One one name. Who would it be for you, Josh Garvey?
0: Alex Anzalone. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I think on the defensive side.
1: No, it has to be. um, uh, We're talking team MVP. Not just defense.
0: I'm full talking team MVP. Oh, full team. Sorry. I thought we were yeah. talking one side of the ball. No, no, side. no. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Sam Laporta. Um, <laughs> showing up every week. The blocks. He, he clearly gets the playbook because the, the golf comes out of that huddle and he knows exactly where he has to be every time. The blocks, the receptions, the rookie uh, coming in, the number of touchdowns he's had. My overall team MVP would go to Laporta uh to, to 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 say that he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL as his rookie year is a factual statement and that's we haven't seen that in a long time in this league. So he's my MVP of the year. Yeah the thing is I
1: I could almost go that recruiting class from last spring because of the impact of J Mo lately, Laporta all season long. You can see the maturation of Gibbs right now and the confidence he's getting on hitting holes, speed, understanding that his wheels are a factor uh, where he can beat any NFL defender. But if I had to pick one one person, the entire season, man, hey, you know, I I'd like to say the offensive line as a group because when they're there, the Lions are a different football team. When it, when at least four of the five are there, they they can control tempo with Montgomery, the emergence of Gibbs, uh, the play action of Laporta. It's all predicated by the O-line. I want to say Goff, because if you look at his numbers, they are really good right now. And I, I think there's always this, and the announcers were talking about this, Lomas, there's always this knock against Goff that he could be better. We keep saying that. And, and the Rams said it. I mean, the 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 Rams doubted him and went out and traded him to the Lions for Stafford, and that worked out well for both sides. I'm probably going to go with Goff, because without Goff, uh, they're... At best, a 500 team. Lomas, who's your Lions team MVP with two games remaining?
2: <laughs> wow. So, Josh took my first one because I agree that Sam LaPorta would be my first vote. You took my second vote because <laughs> I agree with you, uh, Jared Goff would be. So I'm going with uh, Amorah St. Brown. I mean, cause again, the numbers he's put up, he's putting up historical numbers. He is the safety blanket for uh, Jared golf. Uh, you could tell how this also operates with and without him. He does so many things. He's put in so many different positions. They have to do that because of how good he is, uh, you just have to keep the defense guessing to where he is. Almost kind of how uh, Matthew Stafford used Cooper Cup uh, when they went and won the Super Bowl. It's kind of the same way we're kind of using Amin Ra. So, but I agree with you guys. I would Sam would be number one. Jared would be number two. And then uh, for me, Amon Ra would be number three.
0: I want to add one last thing, Lomas, and I think you'll agree with me here too. MVP, non-player, when you look at Coach Dan Campbell for a second and what he's been through in Detroit and he's up for coach of the year, this guy keeps it together, the leadership of that locker room. I listen to those post-game in-locker room discussions. Very motivating. And so we got to give him a little bit of a of a second. Well, you can go to Brad to Holmes
1: as executive of the year. Dan Campbell oh, yeah. Amazing. be coach of the year. I uh, you look at rookie of the year, it's it's gonna be CJ Stroud, but the next uh name on that list is Laporta. And you start to think about the off and, and I go to Holmes and I I agree with Campbell. I Ben Johnson's play calling has been kind of iffy up and down the last four or five games, maybe overthinking it, but You know, pressure. They had pressure, Sunday Lomas. You know, this team hasn't had a lot of pressure games, and they had one Sunday, maybe had one at Chicago, where they got to learn where you got to go out and you got to get a win. This is good for the Lions.
2: Yeah, and and I think the hardest thing is you don't have a lot of guys in that locker room that's been down this road, but you do have probably your most important guy that's been down this road, which is Jared Goff. He's actually been to a Super Bowl. He knows how to get to a Super Bowl, so he knows how to navigate these next few weeks. Which it help. Like I say, they have to keep getting that locker room full of guys that have, what I say, wounds from being in the playoffs and uh, from going through uh, tough games and positioning yourself to get in the playoffs. But we're a young team. We're a young team with a wide open window. And like you guys say, we'll we'll have some conference uh, players of the year's um, you know, we'll have some offensive, some NFC offensive players of the years. You know, we'll have some of those guys, and I do think Dan Campbell, either him or Demico Ryan, I think, are the two front runners for Coach of the Year. And you have to give. Brad Holmes, the Zeke of the Year. I mean, they've done a great job. And if there's owner of the year, give it to Sheila Hap for him Because she's been awesome with what she's done and allowed these guys to do too.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And you look at Holmes and how that draft changed the future for the Lions. Laporta, Gibbs, uh, you know, look at that. I mean, it's just – Throw in Campbell, at linebacker. I still would like to see him better in pass coverage, but, man, he's tough against the run. You look at the offensive weapons that Brad has given Dan, and you you start to think about, you know, St. Brown and Laporta and Raymond and Reynolds and Jamo and Gibbs and Montgomery. And with Goff, with that line, when healthy, even Glasgow's playing well. Filling in, I I just uh, it's it's a wonderful job in less than three years, right?
2: Great job, yeah,
1: not great, great I, wonderful is an understatement. It really is. It would be no beyond belief almost.
2: Oh, it is. It really is. You don't see that happen that much that often. You really don't. And like you say, he's been hitting on these guys, and it's almost even the other guys that you throw in, guys that were released from teams that he bought in, free agent guys that he's bought in, late, late-round guys. All Everybody's contributing right now, and that's a testimony to the type of people and the type of personalities that him, Spielman, Uh, Ray Agnew, all the rest of those guys up there, what the type of guy Mike Disner, all the type of guys they want to bring in this year.
1: Amen. Lomas Brown, part of the Lions Radio Network. Living Lions legend joins us every Thursday, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of America's top accounting, business, and CPA firms, headquartered in Troy, Michigan, Josh Garvey, oversees their Grand Rapids office, managing shareholder uh, in West Michigan. Uh, Lomas, enjoy that trip uh, to Dallas. Hope the Lions come back with a W and could play Minnesota in the regular season finale in the hunt for the one seed. And Josh Garvey, uh, happy New Year to the both of you, and let's hope the Lions get a W. You too, huge. Happy New Year. Lomas, happy New Year.
2: Thank you, Josh. You guys have a great New Year.
1: Each and every week, Lomas Round. With Josh Garvey, we talk Lions, NFC North, in the NFL presented by Dorn Mayhew.
3: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
1: It's time to go in the huddle. One, two,
3: three, top It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Bowl season continues on, and we get closer and closer to the New Year Six, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the college football postseason, culminating with the college football playoff. And as college coaches are retiring, players are hitting the portal, Florida State launches an attempt at defection. It is Eastern Michigan taking center stage this week. Their cornerback, Corey Hernandez, ran across the field after the Eagles got beat 59-10 to South Alabama to sucker punch one of the Jaguars' players. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not exactly what I'd want for my last memory of competitive football and how I'd want to close out my college career. Punching an opposing player while he is singing his alma mater after the game and also while he's wearing a helmet. That takes a special kind of
0: stupid. salt and pepper, Tom and Jerry, rhythm and blues. Some things just always go together, like driving and seatbelts. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. We know how easy it is to buckle up every single time. We know how important seatbelts are for everyone because we see what happens when people don't wear seatbelts. Driving and seatbelts. You just can't have one without the other.
1: Where are you watching the Michigan-Alabama game on New Year's Day? where you can join the huge show at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids and other Celebration Cinema locations will be showing the game. For more info, go to CelebrationCinema.com. You're listening to The Huge
0: Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. A reminder, don't forget on Monday, 5 o'clock, I'm hosting a huge big screen. Bash, Michigan, Alabama. On the big screen at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. Get your tickets right now at CelebrationCinema.com. They have six different locations across the state showing them. I think three in Grand Rapids, Studio Park, Downtown, GR, Cinema Carousel, Muskegon, I think, Holt in the Lansing area. And I'm missing one. Oh, I said Cinema Carousel, Muskegon, three in Grand Rapids, Holt, and I think uh, Kalamazoo. So just go to CelebrationCinema.com and join the huge show for Michigan, Alabama on the big, uh, big screen Monday. At 5 o'clock, at Celebration Cinema North in GR. Let's go talk about the game. Anthony Bellino from Exos and Bros heard weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network. I know you hear him in Grand Rapids on our flagship station, one. The Game. Also, Petoskey, Charlevoix to the bridge on 104.7 FM and AM 1340, The Ticket, and 100.9 FM, uh, The Mint. In Midland, Bay City, and Saginaw, Anthony, the in-house TV voice and face for Michigan football, does the same thing inside uh, Ford Field. So he's loving life right now. How you doing, AB?
4: Oh, huge! It's always great to be on with the huge one, my mentor. How are you, my friend? Life is good. Come on, the Lions punched their ticket, won the North. Michigan is taking on Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Could life be any better right now? For
1: and that does it. Uh, he did not. Uh, the huge meter, you got to put in more money if you want to get more time on air. We're doing a new thing where we have guests, kind of like parking meters, where you put in how much time you want to get on the show. AB has, hasn't been on in a while. I think his phone just died. I think that was. The way it it, it died and went to a dial tone, that was a that was really... Really good interview. I really enjoyed that interview. That was good. I uh, I don't do we need to have Anthony back after how good that interview was? I don't know. Huge. Huge. I mean, <laughs> come
4: on. Does it get any better than that? How are you, my friend? I was I was so excited, I just hung up on you, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think and I told him that the new thing we're doing to maximize profits, courtesy of Marty Boer in the Michigan Sports Network, is guests have to hit the app and get minutes for how long they're going to be on air, just like you do at some parking meters. So that's pretty cool.
4: That's good. I'm, I'm glad we're we're economic. We're efficient. We're financially responsible. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, we'll get to the Lions in a moment, but I want to start with Michigan, Alabama on Monday. Tell me why you like Michigan to win this game.
4: Uh, I like Michigan to win this game. If it is possible for them to, go back in time and play as if they, you know, like they did against Ohio State. I think that, you know, this isn't the Alabama of old. I think that, you know, it's very difficult to shape narratives from time to time when we start to think about Alabama Nick Saban uh, like they were a couple of years ago. Their quarterback is not the same. They don't have the same deep ball threats. You know, It's not like Jalen Waddles back there with Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs. It's a little bit different right now uh, for Alabama. So I really like Michigan's chances defending the pass if they can generate Uh, the pass rush that has been so good for them, you know, throughout the course of the Big Ten season. I mean, there's a reason why uh, this team had the the statistical data that they had to back them up. And really, you know, they got up to the quarterback with their front seven. And it's not a usual front seven like we're used to seeing where they have some big-name guys uh, like a a David Ajabo or like a, uh, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, for example. This is much more uh, by committee, right? And I think that that actually really helps the team. I think when you look at a guy – like a Mike Sainer still in the back end, Rod Moore, some of these guys that have been around for a while. I think Michigan's experience really helps them. And for the love of God, I hope we run some sort of play action at some point in this game against Alabama because they haven't done it really at all this season. If they can get effective with the play action game, if they can get J.J. McCarthy out in space using his mobility to, to throw the football down the field, I think they got a really good chance.
1: Anthony Bellino, he hosts "Exes and Bro's, heard weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network and many of these uh, huge radio network uh, affiliates. Yeah, I think J.J. needs a big game and contain the edge on Milroe, and Michigan has a great shot uh, to leave with a victory because Vegas, DraftKings, Sportsbook App, Big Board, one-point game. It's basically coin flip uh, who who gets the breaks, who gets a big turnover, punt return, kick return, and a big penalty. I mean, again, I'm not rolling out every cliche I can, but it, it, it has that huge game feel where you don't know what's going to happen.
4: It really does. And, you know, for the most part, Michigan has stayed pretty mistake-free uh, football, right? They, that's what they've played basically all year long. We've had, you know, a couple fumbles, and J.J. McCarthy has the bad game against Bowling Green where he was just trying some things out, and throwing the football down the field in windows he shouldn't have been. But I thought that they're much improved. Now, if the Michigan team that shows up against Iowa goes up against Alabama, they could find themselves in some trouble. Alabama does have, you know, three guys that are projected to go in the first round. Two of those play on the defensive side. The other one is an offensive tackle. So they've got, you know, this typical SEC. You know, they, the talent pool is loaded. There's a reason Alabama recruits the way that they do, and there's a reason they produce the amount of pros that they do is because they have talent on this team. It's just a little bit younger. It's a little bit more inexperienced than what we're used to seeing with Nick Saban and the Tide. So if Michigan plays uh, mistake-free football, and and they can get that run game going. I, I like them if they show up like they did against Iowa, where the run game didn't really work. Uh, you know, it they, they took them a big play on special teams, the punt return by the young freshman Samaj Morgan. I would love to see him get the football in space. I think that he has an incredible future ahead of him. If they can do something like that, they got a good chance. If they get stymied in the run game, though, they don't really have that deep ball threat. I think they can get over the top and kind of uncork this Alabama defense. So it's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be by committee, which is per usual for Michigan football. But establishing that ground game is going to be key, and they're going to have their hands full. You know, if Michigan's offensive line can win that line of scrimmage against Bama's, uh, you know, front seven, I think that's the matchup of the game. Because I have a lot of faith in JJ. I think JJ McCarthy is going to be fine. I think when you look back to last year's college football playoff, if they don't dig themselves a hole uh, and try to get cute at fourth and goal, have some turnovers there, he led them back and put a ton of points on the board. The defense just couldn't seem to get a stop. So I have all the confidence and faith in the world in J.J. McCarthy throwing the football. Can that offensive line withstand what Alabama's going to bring? That is the big question.
1: Anthony Bellino from X's and Bro's joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here in the Hughes show across Michigan talking about Michigan, Alabama. He'll be out there with the Alumni Association hosting events and enjoying that game, getting some well-deserved downtime as much as hosting events is downtime. Also, Anthony is the face and voice uh, inside Ford Field, Lions home football games. You see him before and during the game and after the game uh, on the big screens and you hear his voice. Uh, The Lions clinching the NFC North, uh, toughest game of the year, I think, at uh, Dallas has been unbelievable at home. Uh, what about Saturday night, and how will the Lions finish this season?
4: I think the Lions have a lot to play for, and I, I know some people are kind of satisfied with that NFC North. I mean, they still have an opportunity mathematically to jump up into the one seed uh, and to be able to get that bye in the first week of the playoffs. And some people don't like that. I actually love it. Uh, you know, you're going to get a San Francisco game against L.A. in the Rams at the end of the year. The Rams are going to be playing for their playoff lives so that's going to be, you know, there, there's a lot there. I love what the Lions have been able to do. It also starts up front for them. You look at Frank Ragnow, Panay Sewell, Jonah Jackson, you know, those guys, you can't talk enough about them. And the job that Brad Holmes has done, I mean, you talk about a, a next man up mentality here. Fonty Mellon Fonwu coming in for Tracy Walker, who was coming in to replace C.D. Deuce there. I mean, I mean, the, the, no, it hasn't even been healthy uh, since he's been a professional, but here he is You know, doing, you know, his number gets called. He's doing the best job uh, that he can in order to, you know, kind of secure his place to really show you what he can offer you. And that's one of the things I've been really looking forward to seeing with him in particular, because he is such a unique frame. You know, he's a huge guy. He's like 6'2", 215 pounds. He's a massive safety, a little small for a linebacker, a little big for a DB. So when they do get CD Deuce back, and when they do get James Houston back, who his clock has started, they're starting to get those reinforcements. And Brad Holmes has done such a magnificent job of being able to build depth that they've been able to withstand these injuries that they've faced all season long. And, of course, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, that guy, what a gem he was. What was he, a fourth-round pick, third-round pick? Like, I mean, an absolute steal. And I think that what that does is that gives you a lot of faith and the ability for this, uh, this front office and this group as a whole to be able to go out there and be able – to draft people accordingly so that they can, you know, kind of build their roster, you know, through the draft. Cause that's what you need to be able to do. They've done that thus far, very pleased with what they've done. And, uh, you know, as a Lions fan, you know, for, for all of us, for a majority of our lives, like this is uh, it's a very special time. and It's a historical time as well. I don't think that people, really understand that you know winning double- digit games is something that's only happened 10 times in lion's history. the franchise's been around for 90 years. so no matter what takes place and what happens next, winning 11 games is something that's only happened four times. If they win on Saturday, that'll give them 12 wins. that's only happened one other time we're talking about franchise records here people so I just hope that folks understand you know kind of how special this season. Uh, has been, and look forward to bringing a very ruckus crowd inside of Ford Field. That place is going to be nuts for the first postseason game there. I cannot wait. That is going to be special.
1: Anthony Bellino obviously pumped up between uh, his connections to Michigan and the Lions. It's like the perfect uh, fall, and it's not over yet, and their biggest games are in front of them. Anthony, safe trip out to California. We'll talk soon, okay, my man? All right. Thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Anthony Blino. And happy holidays to the Blino family and everybody down at Danny's Fine Foods in Monroe in Southeast Michigan.
3: Everything huge 24 7 at
0: thehugeshow.net.
5: Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and one stop at Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
1: Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at TheUrbanU.com. That's TheUrbanU.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until december 30th through the end of the year purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family and you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com and what are holiday tiers holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health wellness and beauty services simple and easy if you want to take care of everything for the holidays Go
3: to theurbanu.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
1: Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids, or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy, or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, beenegart dot Or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It's time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview. Each and every week, we get together with the leaders in the classroom, on the ice, on the court, on the field, off the field, and all around Michigan and talk about how they are moving Ferris forward. And today, Bob Daniels, uh, he is one of the good guys on and off the ice that I've ever met. He is the head coach of the Ferris State Bulldogs D1 hockey program. They're in downtown Grand Rapids. Taking on Michigan State tonight. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing
5: great, Bill. Thank you.
1: Uh, Talk about building the program, uh, uh, the only D1 program at Ferris State, and what's been your keys to success?
5: Well, geez, I've been here a long time. You know that. My 32nd year as head coach there. And, you know, the keys, a lot of it uh, you can track back to, to the support we get from our administration and athletics in general. As you know, uh, the, the programs at Ferris are really doing well—from football to volleyball to basketball. We're we're, we're winning, and uh, you know we've always got the support we needed. And it's obviously playing at the Division One levels, uh, uh, challenging. You know, there's more financial commitment involved, and uh, the school's right there with us. And uh, obviously, also uh, good coaching staff that I work with on a daily basis.
1: And now you get a matchup with Michigan State, GLI. Like I said, downtown uh, GR, uh, this Ferris State hockey team. What do you like about them so far this year?
5: Well, you know, just to go back, this is the second year that uh, this tournament's here in in, uh, Grand Rapids. And the first year it was well-received. I've heard that uh, both games are going to be sold out this weekend. Um, So we're excited about it. And uh, this year's team uh, for us, though, uh, you know, we could score goals. I don't think our record is indicative of the kind of team we could be. You know, we're under 500 right now. But you know, we've got a few areas to tighten up our penalty kill in our defensive zone. But we've got a team that can score goals, and, and I, I'm looking forward to the second half. You know, last year when we played the tournament, uh, we knocked off Michigan State on the first night. And then I thought, you know, uh, the strong showing here led to a, a real strong second half, and we're hoping to have the same thing occur this year.
1: Uh, the fan interest in Ferris State hockey, not only on campus, Big Rapids obviously, Uh, You draw well, but in the image of Ferris State hockey uh, that you've discovered across the Midwest and around the country, where is that at today?
5: Yeah, it's at a high uh, high mark. Um, You know, our success through you know two thousand three through sixteen, I think, really helped build the program um, during that time period. And, you know, to this day, we we get uh, strong support. And, you know, obviously, we've got alums throughout the country. You know, many reside here in Michigan, but we've got them scattered throughout. And pretty much wherever we go, Bill, we'll we'll have fans show up. Now, you know, they're alums. They come down, they say hi by the bench. We welcome them. Good to talk to them. But we do have a strong following, obviously. As I said, Michigan's, you know, where it's mostly at. But uh, really, it's throughout the country.
1: Ferris, Michigan State happening tonight. The GLI in downtown uh, GR. Uh, Enjoy it. Uh, Bob, always good to catch up with you. You've done great things on and off the ice. Continue uh, the wonderful work and good luck this weekend in GR at the GLI.
5: Hey, thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it. All
1: right, Bob Daniels, head hockey coach, D1 Hockey at Ferris State University. Part of the GLI this weekend in downtown GR. Big bad huge